And we are talking these days about the importance of our cell meetings or our small groups. I'm going to prove you, I'm going to show you in the Bible why we have cell, our cell groups, why we have cell meetings. And we are going to receive, this is a very important teaching. Because our church, there are many churches, they have some Bible teachings. But they have some Bible teachings, but they are not following all the Bible directions. Then it's what we are going to see today. Then the heart of Shalom Christian Fellowship is the cell groups. This is our heart. And I'm going to explain why this is our heart. Cell meeting for us is not just a program of our church. Cell meeting is not one event of our church. Cell meeting is are the church. Our cell meetings are the church. And I'm going to prove you that the cell meetings are the church, according to the Bible. And also, the, the Bible calls the church as the body of Christ. Do you agree? Okay? The church is the body of Christ. And the body is made of individuals cells okay all your body is made from individuals cells and in the body of Christ the cells in the body of Christ the cells are the small groups okay in the in the body of Christ or the church if your cells from your body are healthy, then your body is healthy. But if your cells are sick, your body is sick, simple. When you have some cancer cells, you have a, a trouble. Or when you have problems in your cells, you have you are sick. Also, I want to clarify you that the primitive church has not a personal, it was not a personality driven church. The primitive church was not a, a personality driven driving church. And also, uh, our church, also, we believe that. We are not a personality-driven church. I'm going to explain that to you. Why? Because when a church has someone very uh, strong personality is in charge of the church, that church, okay, are going to grow, and many good things are going to happen. But after that person, something happened to her, to him, then the church is dead. Why? Because that church was grew or grew up in a, in a strong personality only. 
And we are not this kind of church. Okay? This is why we believe in the cell meetings and we are going to, to explain. Because uh, if the personality is not there, and you are going to see that. Jesus was there. When he passed away, the church continued. Keep going. Kept going. When the apostles were there, the church were growing. But after the apostles, all the leaders, they were murdered. The church didn't stop. Kept growing, growing, growing. I'm going to show to you. And why they grew a lot. Why? Because they were not built in a personality uh, person just to be in front of the church. Because when some pastor pass away or burn out, then the whole ministry collapse. And I have seen, even with some pastor, they have a moral problems. The ministry collapse. If our church has health cells, we are going to be like the primitive church. If we have uh, healthy cells, we are going to be like the primitive church. Why? Because the apostles were there. But after their death, after they passed away, the, the, the church didn't stop. They kept growing. And I, what is the biblical basis for small groups? What is the biblical basis for small groups or for cell meetings? First thing I want to say, Shalom didn't create it. Uh, we didn't make up uh, cell meetings or, and we we do it for a biblical reason. Biblical reason we do it. Not just because we think or... No. I'm going to prove you that we do that because of biblical reasons. That's why some churches, they teach biblical principles. But they are not driven for this model of the church. And we need to be like the primitive church. And I'm going to give you, start giving you one, one example in the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament also. In the Old Testament, if you have your Bible, you can open up your Bible. In Exodus chapter 18 from verse uh, 13 to 26. But we are going to read... From 17 to 19, just because, yeah, Exodus 18, Exodus 18, please, Exodus 18, we are going to read 17 to 19, Moses' father-in-law uh, Moses' father-in-law replied, what, we are, what you are doing is not good. He's telling to Moses, you and these people who 
come to you, will only wear yourselves out. The work is to have for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me. I will give you some advices. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring them their disputes to him. Verse uh, 21. But select capable men from all the people. Men who fear God, trustworthy. Men who hate this dishonest gain and appoint them as official over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Uh, here, my beloved, you know, Moses was doing all the things by himself. Here, he was the leader, like the personality, a very strong personality. And the Bible says that Moses, here he used to wake, to wake up early in the morning and to work until late, the Bible says. And the people coming to him with their problems, and he was the counselor, the pastor of the entire congregation. You know this story, right? What Moses was doing, it was not working out. And one day, as Moses was burning out then, his father-in-law, Jethro, sees what's going on in Moses' Moses' life. And then he comes and says, Moses, you got a problem. Then I'm going to give you some advices. And what, what you are doing, not, and he, he said, what you are doing is not good for you. And it's not good for the people. What you are doing. Just you doing. Because you cannot meet everybody's needs. He said, you have to delegate. He said, you have to delegate and divide your ministry. So their needs would be met in a small groups. And he said, groups of 10, 50, or some people, they are going to lead just a group of 10. This is the small group, the cells. But some, some people, they are going to be over five cell meetings, 50. You'll be in charge of five or 50 people. And, and, and then it's how we work in Shalom, because sometimes... A leader is in charge of 10 people. Then after times when the cell meetings multiply, then they, he becomes a coordinator of 50 or 100 or more. Okay? <clears throat> then what is the leader of 10? Is the leader of the cell meeting. Okay? Why? Is, is working that. Because in a big group, my beloved brother, people don't speak. People, they have no fellowship. A small group is always better. Five is better than eight. Eight is better than ten. Why? 
because in a small group, everybody can have fellowship. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Because <clears throat> the Bible says very clear, and there are many commandments for us and uh, about what we have to do with one another. If you don't know, there are, just in the New Testament, 58 commandments for us to do with people. Love one another. Help one another. Pray for one another. Care for one another. <laughs> Forgive one another. Then 58, I can quote you, but I'm not, I have no time. 58 for you to do one another. Can I ask you, is it possible to do that in church? No, it's impossible. Impossible. This last Sunday, I tried to, to greet everybody at, the, at the, the door. It was difficult, but I tried to do my best. But it's impossible. For you to pray for one another, to help one another, and because some needs of the people are not are not met, the people say no. The people, but the biggest purpose of cell meeting is fellowship, and also, of course, we are there to worship the Lord, to give Him glory, to listen. To share the word of God. But also the main goal is fellowship. To do everything one another. And some people say, oh, but sometimes when we are living together, we have some troubles. Yes? For you to learn how to forgive one another. Ah, some people, they are difficult. They ask you, you need to learn that. Then this is the principles that here in the church, everybody, hi, bro, hi, how are you? Okay, bye, ciao. Just that. Then we saw in the, in the Old Testament, Moses or Jethro said to Moses to have these small groups. Let's see now in the New Testament. The New Testament model. Or... There is one amazing story of the book of Acts. Uh, is the growth of the church. My beloved brothers. When you start reading in the book of Acts. The growth of the church. Wow. It's so powerful. When you start. How, what happened with the church? Because for many churches. Is all about the weekends, just the big meetings or Sunday selves. But we do not believe that. That the weekend is the best thing in the church. For us, I, I'm going to repeat to you. The heart of our church is the cell meeting. Is the heart of our church. And we are going to learn today. That the primitive church had two wings. One wings was 
the, when the church gathered together in the temple court for worship the Lord, to worship the Lord. And then they gathered together in the houses for fellowship. In the big group to worship the Lord, in a small group for fellowship. In a big group to worship the Lord together, in a small group for fellowship. In the beginning of the church, there were no weakened church. If you read the story of the church, they had no building. You are going to see that. They had no building. The primitive church, you know. They were, how many people when the church did start? Sorry? Yeah, it was 12, yeah, for the, the apostles. But when, uh, before the Pentecost, how many people they were gathered together in the upper room? No, in the, in the beginning of the church, before the Pentecost day. In the upper room, how many, how many people? It's clear in the Bible. Okay, I think we, we need to read. Let's uh, go. Let me see. Acts 1.15. Oh, please open up your Bible. I, I, I was just quoting to go quickly, quickly, but I think it's better to read all the verses. Here is Act 115. <laughs> yeah, in those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about how, how, how many people? 120 people, they were, yes. Or there are 120 people. And these 120 people, what happened with them? With, let's go, in the Pentecost day, after the first preaching of Peter, what happened? Uh, Acts 2.41, please, go Acts 2.41. Could you? How many was added to the church? Woo! Now, from 120, this church jumped to 3,000 added to their number that day. Or 3,000, or then... In, from one day to another day, the church jumped from 120 to 3,000 people. Can you imagine that? 
Can you imagine if we jump from 120, 120 people? We can fit here in this church, right? We can fit here. 120 people. Then another day, another week, 3,000. Hmm, what you do? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Acts 4.4 4 now, please. Acts 4.4. 4. What happened there in Acts 4.4? 4? Wow, the number... Words, so the number, please pay attention. How, how many people was added here? So say to me. No, it's not what is written. Five thousand men, men. <laughs> if it's five thousand, it's like when Jesus multiplied fish and loaves. When they say they had 5,000 people, what that means? 15,000. Or uh, it was because normally every man, every man has three, four children. And then here, 5,000 men. Was added. It was 3,120. Here more 15,000 people. Around 20,000 people in the church. And. Here you are going to see. That the Bible. Started showing this increasing of the church. Go now. Acts 4. four no. Acts 5.14. 5.14 now. Jump. Just a little bit. Now what they say here. What they say? And the believers were increasingly added to the Lord. How many people? Now they cannot count. <laughs> I think in, in that, in, in there another two locations here, says 3,000 people added. Here, 5,000 men. But here, it was imp like impossible to count. And they said multitude, both men and women, were added to the Lord. Then here, don't say more number, but multitude. Beloved brothers, what I want to show you, it's something that the people, when, you, when we are reading the Bible, we don't pay attention in many points. Then here we are going to see that this church growing. Do, many scholars, many scholars says that the primitive church they had around a hundred thousand people, a hundred thousand members. Do you know what that means? 
Jerusalem, just in Jerusalem, just in Jerusalem. And, and Jerusalem had around 200,000 people. 200,000 people. What that means? <laughs> Half of Jerusalem, born again, were Christian. And this is why, read now Acts 5.28. Acts 5.28. Did you not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look what the Sanhedrin was saying here. And you have filled what? You have filled Jerusalem with your doctrines. You have filled Jerusalem with your teachings. This is so wonderful. Like Jerusalem, this is the reason all the governors, they say... What is going to happen? We need to kill these people. We need to destroy the leaders. And they started killing the leaders. Murdering them. But the church didn't stop. Because the church was not raised in a personality. The, the primitive church did not have a temple. They did not have what we have here. They... They were gathered. And now I'm going to go back to see how was the church. Before we go, let's, because we are here, let's read 6-1 now. Then we are going to go back. 6-1. 6-1. 6-1. In those days, the number of the disciples was multiplying. Or the Bible says that in, in the beginning, God was adding. But you know what is multiplying? Uh, yeah, it's more than double. Because when you say to add, like 5 plus 5 is 10. But when you multiply 5 plus 5, it's 25, it's not 10. Then the Bible starts showing the number we're multiplying. Can you see? And what I am I want to show to you? How they are multiplying. And then six seven. Go to six seven now. Just a, re- a little bit more. We have read. So the word of God spread. I know six seven. No. Let's see. Ah yeah. Yeah, the word of God spread, and the number of disciples in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, increased rapidly. 
and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now you are going to see here, there was just one church in Jerusalem, just one church in one town. Where in the world they, they would fit all together? Where? Where are they going to put all these people? Multitudes, thousands. Do you think in all that persecution they were building temples? Let me say something. Persecution don't destroy church. Persecution increase the number of the church. Never persecution destroyed the church. Because the primitive church, they were not founded in personality. They were founded in the temple court and in the houses. That's the reason the primitive church kept growing and didn't stop. Let's forty-two. This is in the beginning of the church, okay? Uh, we came back again. After that day, could you read together? Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house. They never stopped teaching and proclaimed the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Day after day in the temple courts. Attention please. Where they were meeting? In the temple courts. And house to house. In the temple courts. Could you repeat? In the temple courts. And house to house. What do you think for you it's temple court? Beloved brothers. It was not temple. Not temple. Temple court. I have been there. In Jerusalem. I have been, today they have no the temple anymore. But the temple court. You can visit all around. You know. It's a big area. The temple court. But the temple. It was big. Of course beautiful. That temple was destroyed. In 70. After Jesus. It was totally destroyed. But the temple court. It was big. Could, would fit easily. 50,000 people easily. Because it's a big area. And the Bible says. Day after day. Where? In temple court. House to house. Temple court. House to house. Temple court. House to house. Temple court. They gathered for what? To worship the Lord together. Of course, to worship the Lord together. 
But then, you know, they prohibited them to gather together, to be together. Persecution came. And the church didn't stop growing. Persecution never going to destroy the church. Never. And this is the reason we are going to make our cell meetings more stronger. Because we are going to prepare for this growth. I, wa I want to say one thing to you. If you belong to this church, but you don't go to cell meeting, sorry, you don't belong to this church. I have told that many times. If you, go, if you belong to this church and don't go to cell meeting, because the cell meeting is the church. Is the church. If in few days, more problems come over our nation, then they don't allow us to meet anymore. What's the problem? <laughs> We're going to keep growing. The gospel is not going to stop. This is a church based on a model. New Testament model. We, are, we, are, we didn't invent. We didn't make up uh, cell groups. No. The Bible says they used to meet together. In their homes. In the temple court. And, and temple courts, you know, is not temple. It's not temple. We don't, we don't have temple. We have just this building. But if we have strong cell meetings, we have no problem. We have everything because the cell meeting is the church. Can you imagine now how important the cell meeting this is, the this is why we always say, please go to the cell meeting. Please go to the cell meeting. Because for, for us, the cell meeting is so important. Or they were, they had a big meeting with all, everybody together worshiping the Lord in a small meeting. A large group to worship the Lord and a small group to, for fellowship. Hallelujah. That's the way that God wants to church to grow. And we know we are going to grow. Because it doesn't matter if you have temple or not. Today in Uberlandia we have in, in, in our in our church back in Brazil, we have more people in the cell meeting than the people in the temple. We have more people. The people go to the cell meeting. The people, they have the Lord's Supper in their cell meeting. The people, they have fellowship. They pray for each other. They do everything the Bible says for us to do. And we cannot do. And we need not just... As I, as I told you before, we need not just to preach the message of the Bible. We also need to use the method of the Bible. Did you get what did I say? There are many churches they are teaching the message of the Bible, but they are not using the method of the Bible. Because the method of the Bible was... 
Everybody worshiping the Lord in the temple court and house to house in fellowship. And many churches don't practice the method of the church. Don't practice temple courts and house. Amen, my brothers. Then this is what I want to challenge all of you. Because we, we need to obey what the Bible says. There are 58 one another in the Bible. That we cannot do here in the church. It's look like impossible. Care for one another. Love one another. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Greet one another. Serve one another. Share with one another. Build up one another. Forgive one another. I have a Bible verse for everything I'm telling you. 58 just in the New Testament. Comfort one another. And this is a mutual ministry of the body of Christ that it's for you to do with one another. It's impossible to do it here. Or think when we, when we grow and we are thousand. Think the church where 120 people, then 3,000, then 20,000. There was, there was no place for them to meet, my beloved brothers. Then they were following what Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, gave the example. And also they were doing. And also you are going, I have no time because I, 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 I need to finish. Always when Paul the Apostle was writing a letter to someone, and he was saying to the church that is in the house of someone. To the church that is in the house of someone. Have you, have you heard that? Have you read that? Always the Bible says, to the church that is in the house of someone. Because when we have a, a small group of people, there is a church in that place. Amen? Do you receive this word?